This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Amen. Our young people will continue to stay in here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How many are thankful the Lord has brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light? Come on, how many of you are thankful the Lord has brought you out of darkness? All right. The south section is agreeing with me. What about our northern campus on this side? Anybody over here thankful the Lord has brought you out? Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. It's good to be the house of the Lord. There are many that are sick. Um, Clayton and Plainfield, the majority of that area here is without power. And so some families, um, we want them to take showers before they come to church. Um, we're grateful that you do. And um, no, but we need to pray, uh, continue to pray that God will. That means they had no heat. Some of them had no heat last night. And um, we need to pray. Many have, um, have called and said either without power or not feeling well. The Bogers are very sick. Um, there were some that left the Christmas party and not feeling well, or they came not feeling well, not because of the food. It was not because of that, but people were not feeling well over the last several days. Amen. Believing God will strengthen their bodies. Somebody say amen. It's good to see Shauna here today. Shauna, we love you. Amen. And i um, thankful you're here today. Amen. Let me just say this. The devil is a liar. I'm going to say that again. The devil is a liar. I'm going to go over here. I said the devil is a liar. I said he's a liar and he's the father of lies. I feel the Holy Ghost in that right there. I'm here to tell somebody the devil is a liar. And when the devil comes against you, you don't have to worry about a thing because it is nothing but a lie and from the pit of hell. There is a name that is above every lie. There is a name that's above every, every sickness, everything that's in this world, and that name is Jesus. I don't know how that's going to fit into the message today, but the devil is a liar. Amen. Turn with me to 1 John chapter number 1. And I'm going to steal a title from a message a long time ago. I don't know if I've preached this title before, but the content is. But I'm going to use a title that I had used previously. Um, uh, but First John chapter number 1, if you could stand with me while I read this portion of Scripture. And um, I'm going to read just verses 1 through. Um, let's just go through 1 through 4, then you can be seated. That which was from the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. It's a very important part of the scripture right there. He could have said something else, but he chose to write those specific words. He says, that which was from the beginning. Somebody say beginning. Which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. I love it. When I begin to think about witnesses in scripture, the message that I preached last week, it's amazing that people, there's witnesses throughout the whole Bible. Which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes 
which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word, capital W, of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you why do we write these things? That your joy, how many, is, how many has joy in your life here today? How many are full of joy? Well, some of you have a joy, but you're not full. <laughs> I felt the difference between the two questions. You know, um, I said this last week, but I, I can't wait till Chris, Christmas. My kids are in here. I can't wait till Christmas is over. It's false joy a lot of times. We put so much stock in things. It's false joy. It's false. Material things are false joy. They may make you happy for a moment, but three weeks later, that thing that you bought is no good, really, in the scheme of things. Um, we used to take our kids to five and below. By the time you get home, five, there's a reason why it's called five and below. And five minutes or below, it things broken. <laughs> As to what my interpretation, that's in 3 Timothy, if you want to look that up. That your joy might be made full. Verse number 5, I know you're still standing. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Somebody say amen. You may be seated. Want to read on? Verse number 6, if we say that we have here we're going to get real right now. Everybody say, Pastor's going to get real. It's actually the Word of God that's about to get real. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie. I said a moment ago, the devil is a liar. But you can walk in a lie. <laughs> Let that sink in for a moment. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. You go ahead and put you what, what you want on Facebook and social media. Social media is a lie. <laughs> I'm not looking at nobody. I said social media is a lie. Go ahead and do your, put your selfie out there, That's a, but it's a lie. Because it's momentary joy. You worried about how many likes you get, that's, moment, that's a lie. It's false joy. We need to get something that has, that we come full of joy. All right. Told you it's about to get real in here. And we walk in darkness, we lie and do not truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one, fellowship one with another. And then this is the part I like. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all. Everybody say all. All sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. You deceive yourself. In other words, you lie to yourself. Deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, 
He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, everybody say all, all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Go ahead and put your perfect self out there. Go ahead and like, act like everything is hunky-dory. That's an old term in our family. Hunky-dory, you act like everything is okay. You act like you got it all straightened out. You ain't got it all straightened out. I said, you ain't got it all straightened out. I don't have all my ducks in a row. I don't get everything right all, but I know who does get it right all the time, and that's Jesus Christ. In the business of real estate, one of the most important things is location. Everybody say location. How many has ever been lost? How many were lost Friday night when you went to the Christmas party? Brother Hayward, we talked about that. Some of us lost our way. It was dark out. There was no lights to light our way sometimes. And the GPS, for some of you, took you on a completely different journey. The business of real estate, the business of locations, sometimes we get lost in our location. But how do you feel when you're lost? You get confused. You wonder. You may do a, uh, have a, a call somebody or text somebody and say, hey, I don't know where I am. Can you help a brother out? Can you help me find my way? But some of us are too prideful that we don't want to ask for directions, that we don't want to ask anybody to help us along the way. And when it comes to the house of God, the last person we want to ask is the Lord because we want everybody to know that we got our own fit way figured out, that we have our own idea, and we, we have gone this journey, and we got it all taken care of. But on the inside, if we would take the cloaks off our mind and take the cloaks off our life, really, on the inside, we are all lost without God. I said, we are all lost without God. I don't care what kind of GPS you have. I don't care what kind of help you have. I don't care if you phone a friend. You are lost. We are lost in this dying world. Now, you say, Pastor, it's two weeks before Christmas. Can't you mix in a Christmas message? I'm going to give you the greatest message you could ever have around Christmas time. And that is the realization that we have to deal with this lost, carnal, carnal sinful flesh. In the business of real, of real estate, one of the most important things to look at is location. Are you located to or in a place where you can be seen? Are you in a place that you can be heard? Or are you in a place that the community can be felt by your presence before you Consider even buying a home. You decide what area you want to live in. Somebody say amen. It's like the real, estate's, real estate agent's mantra. Location, location. Y'all got it. That location is the most important thing. You've certainly heard that phrase enough to, to know the third word of that phrase and may wonder what possesses an agent to say it. Three times. What does it? What does it possess a person to say it three times? What is it? What is it about the location that is so important? I'll put your mind at ease. Everybody say thank you. Put your mind at ease. 
It means identical homes can increase or decrease in value due to its location. It's repeated three times for emphasis, so you will remember the phrase. It's the number one rule in real estate, but it's often the most overlooked rule in real estate. Your location spiritually sometimes is overlooked because you're so, we get so satisfied in appeasing everybody else and letting them know what kind of location we're in. But in reality, we have nothing, 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 but nothing but, but put cause cloaks and put, put a facade out there to make people believe that we're in the right location. You can buy the right home in the wrong location. You can change the structure but it's still in the wrong location. You can remodel it and alter it and change the home's layout, but, but you cannot move it. It is attached to the land. The best locations are those that are in prime spots, such as, this is off a real estate website, within top-rated school districts. But when my wife and I moved here, the first thing we looked for is what kind of schools we're going to be moving into. A-plus school ratings, what kind of ratings are they in? Do homes maintain their value? Or is it close to outdoor recreation and nature? This is off the website. Homes with a view. Near entertainment or shopping is, is in, in a, con, a conforming areas. Is it people, do, they, do people gravitate towards these areas? Is it in an economically stable neighborhood? Is it near public transportation? Does it have good health care area? Is it good jobs? Is there hospitals or airports? All these things close by. Some prefer a corner location. Most, most however, look like, would like to be in the center of a block or, or a cul-de-sac or off a dead end. But most homes, home buyers want to be in the middle of the block. I suppose they feel less vulnerable with neighbors around them, but they definitely enjoy the less traffic. But there are also undesirable locations next to commercial or industrial buildings, next to a power plant, next to railroad tracks. Our first location of our church was next to railroad tracks, about 45 feet from the railroad tracks, and about 30 minutes after service start, that engineer would hit that horn. Y'all remember that first location we were at. He hit that horn. It was right on time. Typically, we try to be at right around worship time so we can drown that train out. And here comes that locomotive. But we just kept on worshiping. It was an ideal situation, an ideal location, but it was a location that we could worship the Lord. Near railroad tracks or freeways or under flight paths whether it's crime-ridden neighborhoods, economically depressed areas, close to hazards, close to landfills. If you're out in Danville, you'll notice that there's not many homes next to the landfill out there, especially downwind of a landfill. There's not many people that are close to that. Now, I would venture to say if you build a house that's worth $100,000 here in Avon and you build the same house next to that landfill, it's not going to be worth as much. Because the location matters. Everybody say location. I'm getting somewhere. The blood of Jesus will never lose its power. I said the blood of Jesus will never lose its power. It will never lose its location of power. It will never lose the location of forgiveness. It will never step away 
from love and peace and a sound mind. It is because of the blood that we have victory over death, hell, and the grave. It is because of the blood of Jesus that it never we never lose the power that God has given to us. It is because of his blood that we have liberty to come before him. It is because of the blood that we are free from sin. It is his blood that still atones. It is his blood that causes us to still be alive. It still moves and still flows from Calvary. Matthew 26, 28 says the blood remits sins. John 6 says it gives life to those who consume it. It causes us to dwell in Christ and he in us. John 6, 56. It is the means by which Jesus purchased the church. Acts chapter number 20. It is the means by which Jesus uh, becomes our atonement through faith. Romans 3. It justifies us and saves us from wrath. Somebody say amen. Romans chapter number 5. It redeems us according to Ephesians. First Peter, it, believe, it brings those who were far away from God near to him in Ephesians chapter number 2. It grants us the forgiveness of sins according to Colossians. It brings peace and reconciliation to God according to Colossians 1. It has obtained eternal redemption for us. Hebrews chapter number 9. It cleanses our conscience from dead works to serve the living God according to Hebrews 9.14 it is the means by which we enter the most holy place with boldness it speaks a better word than the blood of Abel it sanctifies us it makes us complete for every good work it cleanses us from all sin it bears witness in the earth along with the spirit and the water according to 1 John chapter number 5 it is by it is the means by which Jesus washes us according to revelation it is the means by which we overcome the accuser of the brethren what are you talking about i'm talking about the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ. And it's only that location that can bring life. It is only that location that can bring strength to your spirit here today. There are many locations that you, your spirit can be. There are many locations that your life can go to. There are many places that you perhaps have seen throughout your life. I remember seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time. I remember seeing the ocean for the first time. I remember flying over the ocean to go to Aruba on vacation a long time ago before kids and we had a little bit extra money. But now we don't have no extra money. But I'm here to tell you, I remember all those things. And I remember all those times. They were fun. They were great. But they were not a location that can take me to heaven. It was not a location that can bring me eternal joy and it certainly wasn't a location that can give me full of joy the only thing that can give me full of joy is Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed on Calvary's cross it is by the blood of Jesus it is only that location where we find ourselves redeemed. It is only that location that we can be washed. It is only that location that I can be cleansed by the blood of God. I am thankful today for the blood of Jesus Christ. And not only am I thankful, but I am in need of the blood of Jesus Christ every day. I'm not just thankful for it. I'm in need of it. There's a big difference when we come to the house of the Lord and we can dance and shout and say, I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. But do you understand that you need the blood of Jesus? 
I said, we are in need of the blood of Jesus. The devil is a liar. He will try to tell you you don't need a watery grave. He'll try to tell you you don't need to go back to the cross. He'll try to tell you that you don't need to repent of your sins. He'll tell you you don't need the power of the Holy Ghost. But yes, you do. You need the power of Jesus Christ. You need the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your life. So I am not just thankful today for the blood, but I am in need of the blood of Jesus. Some of us here today are living in the wrong location, living outside of the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I just preach it here today? Can I get real for a moment today? The right location is still under the blood of Jesus. This message is not getting too old to preach. I said the blood of Jesus is not an old message too late to preach. We need to get aligned and get under the blood of Jesus Christ today. I'm going to preach it whether I get an amen or not. I said you need the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your life. Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means the same message that was preached 2,000 years ago is the same message that needs to be preached today. I know this is the holiday season, but I'm preaching the blood of Jesus Christ needs to be applied to all of our lives. You want the joy of the season? I'm going to give you joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I'm here to tell you today a present unwrapped or unwrapped or under a tree will not satisfy. And many of you will probably be disappointed when somebody gives you a gift because it's not exactly what you want. But when you unwrap the presence of the Almighty God, there's going to be something that is eternal, something that will make you full in the presence of the Almighty God. I'm thankful. I remember when I was a kid, can I just be real? I didn't like it when grandma and grandpa gave me gifts because they gave me what I needed, not what I wanted. (laughs) And some of the things that I needed weren't exactly what I wanted, even though I knew I needed it. Mom and dad must have told them I needed a new sweater. Okay, I need a new sweater, but can you make it look nice enough for me to wear it Where to school, where I'm not embarrassed. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I love my grandma and grandpa Brian. They've gone on to be with the Lord. But I'm here to tell you today, that one sweater I got that year, I was, uh, put a smile on my face. I remember mom and dad telling me, no matter what's in that present, you say thank you, you get up and go give them a hug, and you act excited about it. (laughs) Anybody a witness to that? But guess what? When you get into the location of Jesus Christ, I don't have to put on a facade whether I like this present or not. I don't have to. I I said I don't have to worry about joy. That's unspeakable. I don't have to worry about putting on on the duds and acting like everything is wonderful and God is good. I know there's a genuine love for Jesus Christ when I open up the precious gift from on high. Find ourselves wanting and desiring things of the world greater than we want to desire or want things from God. Because this world will give us, yes, some level of satisfaction, but the world's satisfaction will lead you to bondage. 
I said this world satisfaction will lead you to bondage. It will leave you stained and stained with things that it will take you, it seems, forever to come out of because you are in bondage. We find in the Old Testament they went into Egypt with just 50 or 75. And just many years later, they were there over 2 million because they were in a place that they never saw themselves. The Egypt was a place of salvation for a moment, but it was a place of bondage in the end. And God had to deliver them out of the bondage that they were in. And once they were in that bondage, and God performed miracles, God performed signs, and God gave them an opportunity to feel free in that place or in, in, in when they experienced the freedom from bondage. But don't you know, when they got out of that bondage, the first hurdle they had to go through, they looked back to the bondage bondage and says that looks pretty good I said they looked back at that bondage and said that looks pretty good we might as well go back to where we came the devil is a liar I said the devil is a liar when God forgives you and breaks you out of the chains of bondage he will try to convince you that the first obstacle that's about to pop up in your life that you might as well go back to the bondage you might as well go back to your home you might as well go back to where it used to be but no let me tell you and let me encourage somebody when God brings you out of the muck and the mire and the chains of bondage don't you dare look back don't you dare get convinced by the devil that that is more beautiful than what God has for you on the horizon. You need the blood of Jesus. You need to be thankful, but you need Jesus Christ to set you free. Location can be a moving target. Social media has transformed the way people do business. Is changed the way the church sometimes does church business. We use social media and social platforms to advertise, to talk, uh, to give encouraging words and communicate to the body of believers. Uh, it has changed the landscape of advertisement uh, and getting your name out there to the people that would fit your demographic or your area. You can not only advertise free to those that are local to you, but to the whole world to an open, in an open environment. The sky is the limit, and the possibilities are endless with the technology that we have today. It is all wonderful and exciting time in our world, but it is also the most dangerous since God created man. I said it is the most dangerous of times. We can just be joy in technology, and I, I love technology. I, I love the different things that the technology presents us, but it's also a very dangerous times for humanity because it becomes a lie. Even though that picture may be true in what it sees, but it produces a lie because it doesn't really represent what you're truly trying to say. Be careful of the places and the locations that you go. Be careful of the places and the things that you allow your children to go to. Be careful of the places where you take your family. Be careful of the places that you will present to your family. Be careful of the games. Be careful of the internet. Be careful of the television. Be careful of restaurants. Be careful of the, who you hang out with because you got to stay covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
If something takes you outside of the covering of Jesus Christ, then you are in the wrong location. I said you were in the wrong location. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 1, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein the time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Somebody say disobedience. Among whom also we all had a conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, but God. I said, but God. I'm thankful for the but God that put me in the right location. I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that he brought me out of darkness and put me into his marvelous light. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, even when I was in the wrong location at the wrong time, even though I am not where I need to be, I'm thankful that Jesus still loves me. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved and hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in. Everybody say in. That's a location. I said that's a location. When I have got to celebrate and I'm thankful he raised me up and made me to sit in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us. Through, everybody say through, through Christ Jesus. When you go through something, that's a location. For by grace uh, you are saved through faith. Through faith. That is a location that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. Uh, for we are his workmanship uh, created in. Everybody say in. That is a location we were created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works which God hath before ordained uh, that we should walk in them. That's a location wherefore Remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. In the flesh is a location who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. That at that time ye were without Christ. That means a location is not only a place where I'm standing, but a location is a time that I was in. A location is a place that I'm in time right now. That at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. Can I just preach this by saying some of you are in the world but without God. Your location is incorrect. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching a little bit strong today. Maybe I just need to preach on just a little bit. I know it's kind of quiet in here today. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm going to preach in the face of the devil right now and say Jesus Christ is the location that is the only saving location. It is the only place by which I can have peace. It is the only place by which I can have joy. But 
now, verse number 13, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are now made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself twain one new man, so making peace. Hang with me here. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross. Somebody say the cross. Having slain the enmity thereby and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. For through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. That means I was in a wrong location, but now I'm in a right location. I once was a stranger and a foreigner in this world, but now I have a new address. And the outside door says it belongs to Jesus Christ. I am in the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And what location is that? Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. You see, I'm here to preach to you the best location you can be is under the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus did not die on a cross just because it would be a good story to read from the apostles' doctrine. He would not die on a cross just to, just to give pity unto him, but he died on a cross so you can have a new location of joy, that you can have a new location of peace, that God God will get unto you salvation for your soul. He did not take the stripes on his back to get sympathy from you. He wasn't looking for sympathy. He went to the cross because he had to. I said he went to the cross because he had to. Because this is what he had proclaimed. This is what he wanted to give unto you. He didn't die on the cross for just one or just two. But the Bible says he died once for all. I quoted that last week. I said he died once for all. Don't you excuse yourself out of the blood of Jesus Christ. You were died for. Your life means something. Jesus did die for you. He does want to extend peace. He does want to extend joy to your life not matter what you're facing. Christ died for you. Doesn't matter how embarrassing your situation is. Christ died for you. Doesn't matter what sickness is in your body. Christ died for you. It doesn't matter if men and women uh, failed you. It doesn't matter if the past preacher failed you. Jesus died for you. It doesn't matter how many churches hurt your life. It doesn't matter how many people disappointed you. Jesus still died so that you might have joy. That he died so you might have peace. And he died so you would have salvation. There is one location that's greater than all locations. And that is Jesus Christ and his blood. He did not take the stripes on his back to get sympathy or to be applauded. He did not go on that cross so people could ooh and ah. He did not die on the cross so we can sing fine songs. 
He didn't die on the cross so we could get on the keyboard, Brother Jordan, and play the best that we can. That's not what he died for. He didn't die for these comfy chairs. He didn't, he, but he died for, the Bible says, true riches. And you are that true riches. It is you that he died for. And all he wants is a little bit of time with you to commune with you. All he wants is to have you accept the power of the cross. He did not take the crown of thorns on his head just to get a pity party from a few saints. He did not allow them to put a spear in his side just to become a folklore hero. He came to forgive and to save all that are lost and dying in this present world. It does not matter what you're facing. It does not matter what men and women around you think. It does not matter what your spouse thinks. It does not matter what your children think. It does not matter what the pastor even thinks about your situation. All that needs to be known today is that Jesus loves you. And he will take that shame and that guilt and that location that you were in and pull you up of the muck and the mire of this world and put you on a cornerstone which is found, which is Christ Jesus. said before, I've visited a lot of cool places, and I haven't visited nearly as much as perhaps as some of you. Many of you know my wife went to the Philippines earlier this year. Nina's homeland. Where's Nina? Nina's homeland. My wife got to see and visit some incredible places, and I was jealous sitting in my, you know, couch and seeing all the the Shangri-La she stayed at eating seafood out by the beach. She was on the other side of the world, enjoying a time of away from her family. I won't paint a beautiful picture. She was away from me. I was away from her. But it was a really cool location to hear her come back with all these things and all these neat experiences. But all the experiences of this world, let me just say this, it was a work trip, okay, it was a work trip and she went. Her work paid for it at all. Thank you, Jesus. Couldn't afford that trip. And no matter where you're located and all the finest things that this world has to offer, there's nothing that measures up to being blood-bought by the power of Jesus Christ. Because there's one thing, and Brother Godby sent me a note this morning. He said, Pastor, he said, I, our power's out yeah, they, they, the heat was off and everything was just out of sorts in the home. And, and they were not going to be able to make it to church today because all the different things that was happening, the water and everything was just out of whack. And, and y'all been there. And I, I sent him back. He said, we have no power. And I, I sent him a note back as most pastors probably would. And I said, well, the blood of Jesus never loses power. That's the word. That was the word for the day for him. How that applies to the message today, I really don't know. But the thing that I thought of when I was sitting in the office and he was texting me this morning, I'm thankful for the power of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful to know there is a name that is above every name. If the music would come. 
There's a song by Matt Redmond. And we don't have to sing it. I don't even know if these guys know it. I'm sure you all know it. Plus, Matt Redmond sings so high, I couldn't sing it. But he simply says it's kind of a mix of an old chorus. It says there's nothing but the blood of Jesus. Verse 1 says, your blood speaks a better word than all the empty claims I've heard upon this earth. It speaks righteousness for me and stands in my defense. Jesus, it's your blood. Verse number 2 says, your cross testifies in grace, tells of our Father's heart to make a way for us. Now we boldly, now boldly we approach, not by earthly confidence, it's only by your blood. What can wash away our sins? What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash us pure as snow? Welcome as the friends of God. Nothing but the blood of Jesus but the blood of King Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, no matter what location you were in, Jesus died for you. And the greatest location you can get to is under the fountain of the blood of Christ. You say, well, Pastor, what do I need to get to change location? Glad you asked. You got to repent. I said, you got to repent. And the thing about repentance is I think we, we've got to really got to remember is that when we repent of our sins, the intention and the purpose of repentance is not to go back to the same junk that we came out of. I've seen a lot of people repent and then go right back to the same stuff they used to go to. In fact, they would repent and worship and dance and snot and, and cry and pray in the altar, but never have the intention of changing once they walk out of here. seen many testify of the goodness of God, but the fruit of the life does not testify of God. When the blood of Jesus Christ truly washes away your sins, it lifts a burden of sin, and it washes you, it cleanses you, but then there's a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost that can come in your life that gives you the power to overcome those same things that you used to be caught up in. Do not think unto yourself that you got to get everything right before you come to God. That's God's job. When you surrender yourself to Him, allow Him be the King of your life. You are blood-bought. You're no longer a stranger. The Bible says, and we read a little while ago, you're no longer an alien. But now you are a child in the house of God. And when you are a child in the house of God, and when you're a child, when I'm not talking about Lifeway as the house of God, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Because Lifeway doesn't save you. I know that may be difficult for, for sometimes the pastor to say, but Lifeway is not going to save you. I can't save you, but Jesus can. So you say, well, I can be saved at Lifeway. Well, you're limiting God. I'm not encouraging anybody to go anywhere. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter where you are. God can save you. 
God can wash away your sins. You can be on your way to work and God heal your body. You can be at work. God, you can testify of the mercy of God. He can forgive you right then of your sins. I don't know how many times that I've got a bad attitude and I said, God, forgive me, and God forgives me right in that moment. doesn't matter your location, where you stand or where you sit, but all you need to position yourself under the blood of Jesus Christ. It comes through repentance, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and let him wash you as pure as snow. Let's stand together right now. There are people in this room that need to get in that right location of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.